Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Weekends were made for sports. Now do the robot voice. I want to hear it again. Meet more sharp robot. That's a terrible robot voice. A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. Everyone, meet freelance alien bounty hunter, Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp? The football guy? Yeah, I hunt aliens now. Used to catch TDs, now I catch ETs. You ever caught an alien, Shannon? Not yet, Mr. Question, but I'll let you know when I do. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. Where are the turtles? Where are the turtles? Come on, guys, get out of here. Where are the turtles? Then Rashad Taylor. Nobody calls me Lebowski. You got the wrong guy. I'm the dude, man. On 1080 The Fan. Hour 2 of 2 here on Sports Sunday. Mike Rashad and Will with you until 11 o'clock. If you missed any of it, you can find it on the Lash Hop Tires podcast after this show. Hey, do love it coming up at 1030 and uh, coming up next segment. I do want to get into uh, traveling with COVID, but uh, we'll start with uh, the weird college football media Twitter beef thing that's happening right now. Um, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but there is a faction of college football writers and analysts who are continually going out on Twitter and saying that people are being too negative and people are pushing fear about the college football season. The latest was today, or I guess yesterday, someone who uh, I actually think is is usually pretty good. It's a little hot take, you guys, sometimes, but has some good points. It was Joel Klatt. And he came out and he said, many in the college football media have worked hard to push panic and fear, seeing many prominent players push back tonight. Good for them. I'm sorry, Joel Klatt. You think people who work in college football media who will lose their jobs and maybe their livelihoods if there's no college football season are pushing panic and fear so that there's no college football season? And I've seen this from multiple people. People are just coming out there and saying, I forget who it was. I think, oh, it was Kyle Brandt was the original one who started this kind of back and forth with the media in college football. It's like, man, it really seems like a lot of people in media just do not want there to be a season. And everyone's going, no, we're just reporting the truth. We have ADs and and people who are presidents at universities saying, we're really nervous about there not being college football season. What do you want us to do? Not report that? Do you want us to say, this AD is really nervous, but don't worry, we're going to have football because, you know, America. You know, it's like, no. So it's this really strange divide that's almost, sadly, like everything else in this world right now, college football is becoming politicized a little bit here. It's like this weird, like, fear panic push versus this, like, bravado of we're football players and we're tough and we're going to play through anything. And it's like, 
I don't understand why this is being politicized. I mean, yesterday the report was from Brett McMurphy. He said a prominent AD told him college football season is done. That was the report because the MAC yesterday came out and said they're not doing football, right? That is the first major conference, quote-unquote major conference, that came out and said that they're not doing football. Uh, Mountain West had their schedule. Conference USA made their schedule. You know, the group of five conferences. But the MAC said they weren't doing it. And all of a sudden, you know, all these ADs, like the, the Big Ten was having a president's meeting, and there was a report that many presidents in the Big Ten were going to seriously push for not having a football season, and then the McMurphy report. And it's like, that's just what the reports are. That's what people are saying. It's not pushing fear. And it's just so strange to me that this is happening in college football right now, in the media. It's like not even in college football. It's just the media. It's a very strange dynamic. 5.1 million people, 0.01 people, 1 million people uh, infected by COVID. 5.01. Yes. Okay. 162,000 deaths from COVID. This isn't worldwide. This is right here in the United States of America. Yes, there is some panic, man. Yes, there is some fear overall because we still don't know anything about this about this virus and when it's going away, when there's going to be a vaccine for it. So I, I'm, I, it's crazy to me like the, the powers that be in college football are really this blind and are really this kind of, I don't, I don't, I don't know, tone deaf to everything that's going on and not to not understand why the panic is there, why people are so um, concerned for their sons uh, to go there, for their husbands to go back into situations where they have to coach and for these students to be on campus around thousands of other students or uh, in some cases hundreds of other people playing playing football. A lot of them like, are doing remote learning at yes, the they universities are, you know, at least. Yes, yeah, they are. And, but as, as far as football players, like there's – on a college team, there's what, 75 guys? 85, right? 80, 85 guys? So – I mean, I'm sure they'll go to a smaller roster just to be able to, you know, to, I don't well, know, to stop the, the spreading. But still, you're, if you can you go to a smaller roster? Yeah, I'm saying, even you're if you're on do, scholarships, right? Yeah. So uh, even if you do, uh, can you even play? I thought they were students. That is a great point. Students aren't allowed on campus, right? Yeah, that's but you, but you know point. they're going to have some sort of workaround. But to play football, that. oh, that's right. something else. Yeah. God, you know, I, I, you know who I respect a lot is Joel Klatt for saying that, especially because he's not getting paid, <laughs> right? <laughs> I can see the sarcasm. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's yeah. a lot of sarcasm, yeah. and this literally all comes down to the fact that this is a culture that appreciates free labor so much and knows how vital it is that they are scared now that that is in threat. I don't want to lose. Money. I was so stoked when those Pac-12 players got together and did this union thing. And I know there are some people on this station who are pissed about it. And to them, I would say, how about you come in here 40 hours a week and do it for free lunch? That's what college football players get. It's a lot more expensive. No, but lunch. we get an education too. Yeah, but that's the free lunch, man. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's a really nice free lunch. You get free education. But at the same time, you're risking your body and the rest of what you'll be able to do later in life, because a lot of dudes come out with injuries that change them for life, for an education that really isn't guaranteed once you even get into the workforce, because there are some people, even with bachelor's degrees, they can't get employment. Boom. Yeah, the that is a great point, because the bachelor's degree means less and less as we keep moving forward, because so many people have it now. Before it was a pretty, maybe not pretty rare, but it was rare to have a bachelor's degree. Yeah. It's like, oh, this person's college educated. Nowadays, you have to have a master's. 
Yes, you have to have a master's to do anything. But if you're not, if you're not seen, or if you're not a person with a master's, like you, again, you're just in this big pool of a bunch of people with just good degrees. And I think there's data over time that does show that if you do have a bachelor's degree, that on average you will still make more than somebody, say, who does not over time. But the difference being is that if you've put yourself into an environment where you're continually enabled for four or five years, if you redshirted, and you're getting mis- mixed messages as, look, this is the most important thing, football over here, and then, no, this is the most important thing, which is school over here, you don't spend your time very well. Mm-hmm. And there's that rare player and that rare student who's able to take both worlds, mix them into something that's good, Andrew and be Luck. that mature. Yeah. yeah, Andrew Luck or someone like that. But the majority of them, here's my hand raised, didn't really understand that at 18 because you were so engrossed into one side of it that you forgot the other one. Absolutely. And, and I just, it, you know, bringing it all back here, it's just this. Look, these kids want to get paid for the work that they put the time in for and they dedicate four years of their life for. And if you're going to exploit them and you're going to keep whining about that, they're going to get pissed off and they're going to unionize. I hope they get paid. They need to. Well, I, I this saw, is it. This is their chance. I saw, this is the perfect opportunity, right? Um, this is this might be our only opportunity because college football. Well, the I should say it, the ads and the presidents are desperate for the money that football brings in because they know what will happen if they don't have a college football season. Absolutely. The amount of money they will lose and the amount of things they're going to have to do because of that. They're desperate. So it's it's a genius time for them to do this. And I did. It, in relation to my conversation, my earlier conversation point is I did see another report. I think it might've been McMurphy again, or one of those guys who's been talking to the unnamed ADs or presidents said they don't care about COVID. They care about the players unionizing. They're terrified of the players unionizing. And they're actually saying that in some ways, if they don't have a football season this year, they're hoping that that kind of quells the unrest because they're going to say, look, there's no season, so of course you're not getting paid. And then next year, there's no COVID, so you're not going to have a leg to stand on. They're trying to stop it in its footsteps now because they're petrified of what the players are asking for, um, which is another side. I was going to bring it up, another side part of this. So there's the fear and panic of COVID that everyone is all in a tizzy about this being politicized for college football. And in reality, the presidents are terrified of the players actually asking for stuff because their gravy train is going to become a lot less gravy <laughs> if they have to start paying the players. Yeah. I'm, I'm, this is this is all about money. It's it's all about money. Again, it's not. You just mentioned it, man. They're not afraid of of COVID. They're afraid of of them using unionizing, and they're afraid of losing money. At the end of the day, like college football is big business. Like that's Will kind of alluded to it, man. That's what it is, man. These these ads and these school presidents, man, they're making millions upon millions of dollars, especially depending on what school you go to or what school you're representing, man. How about this? College football is responsible for whole communities. Have you ever been to Knoxville, Tennessee? No. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's, I mean, no offense to anybody that's from Knoxville, but I've been there. It's a nothing town. You know, man, Tennessee keeps that town booming from every bar to every restaurant to the McDonald's to everything that's in there, man. It's supported, you know, by Tennessee. Like, they need people there to, to man, spend that revenue. So if they're not going to be at the games, they're going to be in the bars. They're going to be all these at all these other places. That's what they're thinking about. They're thinking about the, the 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 money that they're about to lose. And so I just don't think that that money is worth putting these kids' lives and future uh, in jeopardy. Like it's just it's just it's not that that deep to me. I, and I just don't get it why people keep thinking past this whole idea that 
if you're not going to allow people on campus, you're still going to let the players play. They're student athletes. And, and That's who, what they're supposed to be. Unless you're going to uh, make this a bubble situation like yeah. the NBA did, but I, I think that's kind of impossible to do with a bunch of college well, football I, kids. And I think Will's stuff. saying more of that. If there's no school, you're not allowed to have anybody on yes, campus. No, at that all. includes the athletes. Yeah. And if the if the students are not on campus, those players are not students anymore. No, they're paid employees. So what's the incentive? Like, I mean, it can't just be the the degree anymore. Like, I mean, seriously, now at this point, like nobody else is here. I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm living on on campus with just these, you know, 75 yep. guys for the next X amount of time. Oh my like, gosh, how yeah. boring! Terrible. I'm terrible. No, you thank how you. Boring that would be. No, thank it's you. It's just the dudes on the team. Most and you. dudes play. I mean, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be honest with you, man. A lot of guys play sports to get girls. What? Oh yeah. You didn't know that? No, I knew that. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, that's the thing. Huh. A lot of guys play for. I quit. How about this? I quit trumpet, and I was really, really good at playing trumpet. I quit trumpet eighth grade because I figured out girls like basketball players more than trumpet players. Now I'm 37 and wish that I could still play that damn trumpet. Yeah. Because I can't remember the last time I went and actually hooped. I'm going to say, you, and I, I, I just, and with all due respect, you didn't play it right. I played it great. You didn't play the long game. No, Which I is didn't. that if you knew I how didn't. to play the trumpet at this point in your 30s, I'm just they'd not getting be started. flocking. I'm just not getting started in my career if I'm playing, uh, if I'm trumpet and you're playing trumpet and yeah. being good. 37 is just like, that's just, the, that's just the jump off point, man. I'm so dumb. So my son is for sure going to play the trombone or something. Well, you know what, Rashad? You could learn to play the trumpet. Yeah. It's really hard to try. So I actually have cornet. And every now and then I'll start. I'll play the scales and stuff like that. It's I don't have the lung capacity anymore to 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 do that. What about the sax? Let me try reasons. that. Thanks, COVID. My my best friend actually plays uh, saxophone, and he's a you know he's great. At well, it. he's like all all out musician. Though, oh right? man, yeah, yeah. He's, he's an amazing uh, musician. But he plays sax, and he's always like, oh, it's not that difficult. It's just breath and everything. He's, yep, can't do that right now. Dude, Let's... sax players are friggin' intense. So like here, people that are really good at it. So my my man is he's he's, a, he's again. Phenomenal musician, also a good-looking dude, right? So I'll go and watch him play, you know, so he'll, he'll play with some money and everything and be on stage, and I'll just watch, like, the sea of, of, of women right up front mm. just kind of like, huh, and swoon over him. Mm. And so then he'll come back to our table and everything and start talking to us, have a drink and stuff like that, and I'll just watch, like, and it's like fishing with dynamite for him. Like, at that point, he just gets to, yeah, hey, you, mm. I like you. Come over, he talks like that, like, Come over here and talk to me. And it's it's the weirdest thing. As a, I wish he talks I was, like that. No, he doesn't talk like that. But that's it's super what, like that's what he does hey. when he's when he's being real smooth and knows that he's got it. It's like you come over here and talk to me. He, you know, and so he has this big beard and up there playing sax, and I'm always so freaking jealous every time. It's like, damn it, you're so good, man. So how many sex windows does he make to, with the saxophone? Oh, he's a regular Dave Cos, man. He's on yeah. stage and he's kind of humping the sax. No, he doesn't do oh. any of that stuff. He just—he's very <laughs> like you know, he plays it a little bit and then no, he takes his mouth off. And he's like, "This could uh-huh. be you." Yeah, he takes his mouth off, kind of you know. Let's <laughs> could be you, girl, but you tripping. You know, we'll kind of look at the, you know, kind of look at the girl, and smile a little bit while it's not his time to play and stuff. He's—he's he's pretty good. I, I watch him, you know, from on stage doing his thing. He's like, "Yeah, you're pretty good at this." So man. he's all about holding eye contact, huh? Absolutely. It's like you know, he's had you, practice you, in the men's shower. Eye contact with with different ones out there just to let them know. Yeah, I see you. It's mm-hmm. it's very smart of him i see you so i'm not your penis i'm about to no uh, that's gonna be later more than likely so i'm about Ah. to get a tambourine or something like that and join the band tambourine (laughs) dude i can imagine a shot up there at the tambourine just Just destroying on my side yeah (laughs) Uh, uh, yeah so if he's listening man getting all excited like the snl cowbell like (laughs) you're just like (laughs) 
They actually have a second, one of their songs where they break out the cowbell and do that for a little bit, so it's actually pretty funny. I mean, Look. the sax guy's hot, but, like, did you see the tambourine guy? Yeah, seriously, which nobody will ever say in the, the history banging. of Earth. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Banging the tambourine. All right, sorry. Sorry for the dad joke. Coming up, <laughs> coming up next, uh, let's talk about travel, because I'll be doing that in a week. No, this is Sports Sunday on the fan. 1021 here on your Sunday morning, Mike, Rashad, and Will today. He'll be doing Hater Love coming up next. Uh, but Rashad wanted to ask me about traveling because uh, I'm going to be uh, leaving for a week on Saturday of this coming Saturday to go see my family for the first time since all of this has happened. And um, you were you were curious. Yeah, man. Like, uh, so um, my son turns nine later this later this month. And I was kind of thinking about taking. He wants to go on a plane so bad, like he just wants to go anywhere. Okay. And so I was thinking about maybe. So is it like, because he likes the idea of an airplane, or he wants to go to another place? He both. You know, he wants to ride on an airplane. Okay. He wants to go. He's never really been anywhere else but Portland. So. Yeah. What's the furthest away he's gone? Uh. He's been to Seattle? Is he? He been... has not been to Seattle. At okay. least not with me. He might have gone with his mom, but at least not with me. So. I was either thinking about flying them to Seattle, and then I looked up tickets. How much is tickets to L.A.? And they're the exact same amount. Mm. So I'm contemplating, you know, getting my son and I, you know, just a quick trip somewhere for, for a little bit. Well, so, I would but, say, based on the COVID numbers in L.A., I would not go to Los no, Angeles. No, probably not go to Los Angeles. Uh, not a good idea. So um, I was wondering, like, how do you feel? I know my big fear is, like, I just don't fly. Like, that sounds weird. Like, being in a, a big bubble with you know, all these people that could be infected with it, could be, you know, whatever. So I know I'm just kind of like, eh, I don't really want to, I don't want to fly anywhere. I don't want to drive to Seattle, though, either, to be real. So <laughs> I just don't want to drive. And I figured that's a 30-minute flight, probably do that. So I was asking you, man, do you have any reservations about getting on the plane? Yeah, I'm a little bit uncomfortable about it. I mean, uh, actually, Rob going to Kansas a couple weeks ago because he had his dad's surgery out there. Mm-hmm. He, he came back and talked about the the traveling. It, it put me a lot more at ease than I had been. Okay. He said that literally everyone's wearing masks. A, it's a requirement. The um, entire flight? The entire flight Ugh. was wearing masks. Um, and he said that everyone is, everyone's doing their part. They're, everyone knows what's going on. They're all keeping their space. People aren't getting up and walking around the, uh, the, the cabin that much because it's like you're walking around and you're going to be, in, you know, next to a bunch of people. Like you're kind of just sitting in your seat unless you got to go to the bathroom. And that's it. So, because, you know, sometimes when you get on flights, especially longer flights, you know, people will, like, walk up and down. And they just want to stretch their legs and do all the crazy stuff. I've even, I've even done that before. Um, you know, tall me sitting in really cramped seats, not comfortable. But, yeah, I just, I, I had slight reservations about it, but everyone's wearing masks. I'm going to bring some Clorox wipes with me. I'm going to wipe down the seat and stuff before I sit down in, like, the whole area and, and just make sure that it's, I'm sure they're doing that anyway, uh, or at least I hope, but... I'm going to do it myself, and I'm just going to mind my own business, right? Just the idea of Put my headphones in. I'm going to bring my Nintendo Switch with me. I'll just play some Zelda or something and and just sit there with a mask on. and just. And that's a five-hour flight for you? Yeah, it'll be about five hours. Oh, man, the, the idea of Actually, being... I have to take a connection. Uh, all all of the straight-through flights from Portland to New Jersey are done that, yeah, okay. uh, because of COVID. So I'm going to be going to Denver and then Newark. So, uh, you know. Denver's doing fine COVID-wise, and it's or at least not like it's not like L.A. or anything. Right. Uh, initially, we booked a flight that was connecting me in Houston, and I said, I'm not going to Houston. Like, please 
do I'm not doing that. Please switch that. <laughs> and uh, they, they switched it. But uh, I was like, I'm not, even if I'm only in Houston for 20 minutes, I'm not going to Houston. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little uncomfortable about it, but, you know, I, I, I haven't seen my family really since Thanksgiving. So I kind of would like to go see them. No, so. I hear you. What? Oh, I don't know. Look, <laughs> it looks like you're ready to talk. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, here goes Will. And you go. got ready and then just, oh, never mind. <laughs> no, I don't know. I wanted to lay into you because the flying thing. Yeah. I don't know. Really? You want to fly? Well, I don't really want to, but I'd I like know. to see my family. And that's why I don't <laughs> Jersey's want a long road trip. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm kind of, the idea of having a mask on for five hours, you know, as you, as you sit there and fly, yeah. like, that's the part that's like, that can, ugh, I'm going crazy. It will be a little uncomfortable, but. Yeah. See, my, it's the same type of sympathy that I feel for you in that situation that I do people in church. Because I think for church, like, I understand a lot of people are getting really pissed off at others who are, like, packing themselves into churches and, like, having services and stuff. And I agree, because I'm like, dude, come on. Like, this is a public health emergency. Just figure out a way that you're not all in the same building. But I think for some people, like, churches are such an essential part of life, and their spirituality is such an essential part of them being able Mm -hmm. to, like, stay calm. And, like, for Mike, it's like, if he was going on his summer vacation to uh, Pismo Beach or something, I would, like, hate hard on him. Fort Lauderdale. But it's like, okay, you're going to see your family, so it's, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we're not going to, like, do anything. My aunt has a house on the shore. And we're just going to go stay at the house for a week. And we're yeah. just going to be the, the the little group of us is just going to be, that's it. We're just going to go to the beach and we're going to order food and I guess eat outdoors probably. Yeah. And Dude, that's follow it. Follow Mike's Twitter and it's just going to not be that. So I would follow I would, him I on would the beach s- with all these like girls. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> right I can't wait. Like, yeah. shorties, that's great. I would, I would love to, like I said, I'm really thinking about just, you know, flying. To, it's a 30 minute flight to Seattle. It's a three-hour drive to Seattle. I do yeah. not want to drive. It's actually not that bad of a drive for sure. It's, it's, I go to drive to Seattle all the time. I don't want to do it. It's not it's a bad three hours, bro. Yeah, um, it's, it's, well, a, it's, a, it's, it's a straight shot. shot, but still, I don't want to do it. I don't want to drive for three right hours. Right on five. I compare it in my head to the drive that I do to Corvallis, and to me, that's, like, manageable. It's, like, an hour or 15, mm-hmm. and that, like, is okay. And so then uh, right at about, like, the hour and a half mark when I'm going to Seattle, I'm always like, Oh my gosh, I'm only halfway. That man, that, <laughs> seriously, that hour and a half, like on your way to Eugene, like I'm living in yeah. Southeast Portland, so you're going to Eugene, it's like, man, I'm driving for like almost two hours. Yes. We're not there yet. Like, well, what about like driving to Ben? Ben's I mean, even it's longer even worse, than man. That's, that's, that's even sucks. worse sometimes. Like, yeah. and, then you, and then you go through a stretch when you're going through this where there's like, you're, there's no reception, so you're, you're Nothing. your music and everything just, just completely stops for 15 miles or something like that. Like, that's not a fun trip sometimes that's why you got to keep what i do in my car and i have my old school ipod classic oh it doesn't need service baby oh okay. i got well, music yeah. the entire stretch yeah that's past I mean, detroit that's lake good. and all that i'm i'm all good I let's don't go have, you probably got that from all your stuff from limewire yes <laughs> well no it wasn't limewire uh actually kazaa. there are kazaa. it was kazaa yeah. yeah there were a couple of songs from limewire that are still on that ipod uh there was uh, other totally legal services that i got my music on that ipod from yep Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Same good place to have you got CDs. your porn. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nice. <laughs> totally legal. It's good to have CDs. I happen to have like a, a CD player in my car, which I never, ever, ever use. Because really? who the hell uses CDs, you know? But I just happened to find a, a bunch of old school CDs, a bunch of stuff. I was like, man, this is great. I have some old standbys that like, if I do go on a road trip, I have maybe five CDs in my car that like, if I go on a road trip and I just want to listen to it so, all the way through, the I one? will put on. What's the one? Um, 
Uh, Exile on Main Street, Rolling Stones. I will put that in, and I'll listen to it all the way through because it's also a pretty long mm-hmm. album. But you, so you don't have that like on an MP3 player or on like for uh, some reason Spotify I'm a little more connected to it if it's like a CD that's actually playing. If it's on a phone, I feel too tempted to get bored of a song and be like, yeah, yeah, I've heard yeah. this already. Mm. And like a CD, I know I could do the same thing, just skip a track. But like, I feel like there's still a little bit more finality to the fact that I'm I'm slipping this thing in, and here we go. That's interesting. Know. Yeah, I still have I have a CD changer in my car. I have not. I don't think I've ever once put a CD in there because I got it when MP3 players were a thing. It just was in the car. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I could put a CD. I suppose. Do you, do you have a CD that you would draw? I have I have two. It's I, either for me, it's either Dr. Dre's 2001 great or uh, Usher's Confessions. I can listen to those mm. two CDs the entire I, way through. To be honest with you, anything. I don't think I have a CD out here. I think any of the CDs that I owned are still in my childhood home. I don't. Oh, Mike, you need a CD. I don't think. I think I have. I think yeah. I have one CD. I have one in my car. It's me. metal. I mean, so, I mean, you know, you understand that. I was supporting my favorite band. I bought their album, and then I put it on my iPod. Um, but uh, <laughs> was the I, last CD you bought? Do you remember the last? That was the last one I bought. It was between the Buried and Me's and the Parallax Two. That was my last. CD. Do you remember the last CD you bought? Uh, man, it was Spice Girls, Spice World, wasn't it? <laughs> No, that was the last movie I bought. Um, I don't know. Probably a Bob Dylan album. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, well, sorry about that. Hey, you can't talk anything, dude. Yeah. I get that it's old fogey, but, like, you and I, were on opposite sides of the spectrum. People can criticize me for that. Well, people criticize me constantly. at least I'm not screaming constantly. in my headphones, which, people. by the way, you had an amazing tweet the other day, the uh, in my headphones in real life. Yep. That was great. Thank you. <laughs> did you see it, Rashad? No. I, I, I did a little meme on Twitter. I did a fun meme. I uh, the people There was a soccer player uh, before. I, I don't remember what the situation was, but he had his headphones in, and he was looking like super mean mugging. And people were doing a meme of, like, me with the headphones in, and then in my headphones, and they would put, like, a super oh, yeah. cheery song. Yeah. Yeah, I did one where I said me with my headphones in, and I hit a stock image of someone really happy listening to music, and the song was from the band Infant Annihilator. And the song name was Unholy Grave Birth. Not gonna imagine. Not gonna, you know, it gets what's the uh, what's the commercial? and that was a tame song name by the band, by the way. What's the uh, what's the God, what was the guy's name that used to work for uh, ESPN? Uh, people said he had the long ponytail in the back. Uh, Kenny Maine? No, uh, he's an older guy, older gentleman, and I remember they did oh, that. Charlie Steiner. No, 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 no. Bob you're thinking, I, can't, I can't remember his name. You're thinking of the This tongue. Is Sports Center commercial with yes. John Clayton. Yes, John, yeah, Clay- yeah, yeah. John Clayton. John Clayton. That's all I hear, you know what I'm saying, with a nice guy with that nice yeah. face. And then that, oh, that's that right. Metal. Mom, you know I did saying? my segment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great commercial, yeah. That is yeah. awesome. John Clayton uh, still up in Seattle doing Seahawks coverage. You'll hear him uh, when we have the Seahawks on the fan. That's awesome. football. Looking forward to it. I love John Clayton. Now that's a plug. All right. Coming up next, let's hear what uh, Will's got in store for Hate It or Love It. Uh, but first, he has a sports center update. All right, this will be Will Darkin's very first uh, Hate It or Love It. I told him, Rashad just put the wrong headphones Those on. Those are the wrong ones. You have to tell the world, man, or the seven people that are. Uh, seven, I think you mean three. Um, you know what? Shout Sometimes, out to those three, though. Shout out to you three people. Sometimes it is fun to. Uh, to bring up the small little funny things like that. Oh, man, it happens. I've, I've, these have been sitting here the whole time, and I haven't made this mistake once, and there we go. Well, and I caught it. I'm sorry. Uh, it happens. Um, I told Will he could literally ask us whatever he wanted, so uh, we'll see what uh, our hated or loved questions are going to be. I'm I keep it pretty tame. I'm intrigued. Did you? I, keep it, I, I kept it pretty tame. I okay. tried to. Okay. There is one in there, though. I gave you free reign. I was like, I know I know Will's brain. 
The NBA is fine. Golden State Warriors forward Draymond Green, 50K for tampering because he basically said, hey, Devin Booker, you should get the hell out of Phoenix. Not only do they suck, but it's very hot there. Though I will point out Phoenix is a lot better in the bubble for some reason. Hate it or love it, giving NBA players free reign to comment on the status of other players and their employment. AKA, hate it or love it, getting rid of tampering rules. Right, right. Um, honestly, I love it. I, I think it'd be, it, I think it'd add a lot of fun to the offseason. I think it'd be interesting to hear who was talking to who, and it would probably be reported about, like, oh, this player met with this player, and you could start coming up with all your conspiracy theories about all this kind of stuff. Um, the only negative, I suppose, is that it really would hurt small market teams even more. <laughs> but I think the other thing is that already happens, right? Doesn't this already happen? Don't players text each other? Don't they have their phone numbers? I mean, you're not going to report someone for tampering if you just called them on the phone and were like, hey, here's a, here, here's a good team that I think you should play for. Uh, this guy's going to leave, and we're going to have a spot for you if you want to come here. But that's already happening. I think it would be fun. The NBA has been so smart and so good at really really embracing the social media side of the nba and like all the beef that goes on and the, and the reporters are really good at getting quotes on stuff and the nba players are really good at being open about it just embrace it all anything that's like that it would be so much fun that's why the nba keeps growing in popularity and, and sports like baseball don't and even though i love baseball and i'm a huge baseball fan and it's my favorite sport and i love kind of the og stuff that goes on in the game is everything else on the side the nba wins 100 percent of the time it's just, it's interesting. It's just more interesting. So, yeah, love. Get rid of the tampering rules. I uh, love it as well. Um, I, I think these guys are friends anyway. These guys spend summers together. These guys work out together in the offseason. It's crazy to believe that some guy in a bad situation like Devin Booker was oftentimes in Phoenix doesn't talk to one of his friends like, bro, I got to get out of here. What's the difference of these guys telling somebody like you're a bum, you're doing this, you're you're not good, or praising a guy for whatever? Like for me to say, man, he's in a bad situation. Draymond Green shouldn't have been suspended for that. On top of that, Draymond Green was is an employee. No, listen, he's an employee at this point of TNT. Granted, he is still get, getting paid by the Warriors, but he's not to be. He's not there from the Warriors right now. He is there as a paid employee from TNT to be an analyst. What's wrong with him saying as an analyst, you're in a bad situation right now? I totally understand the fact that he's a player and all this other stuff but just think about this if tampering didn't exist Rodman wouldn't have been on the Bulls if tampering didn't exist we never would have saw the big three in Miami if tampering wasn't a thing that we never would have seen Kevin Durant go because Jamon Green called Kevin Durant after they lost LeBron we need you here come play here that's also tampering like well we wouldn't have some of these great teams some of these great situations if not for tampering and that's across a lot of different sports not just basketball mm. it kind of scares me the idea that tampering got Durant to Golden State. It's one of them things. Like, I mean, somebody called him. Like, um, he was crying on the phone, I assume. Draymond's like, we just lost. And probably, I can, I can imagine Draymond is like a snot crier. Like, you know what I'm saying? Viola Davis. Oh, definitely. From, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, just all down his nose. I and, think he's a mouth crier. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. Because there's mouth and then there's tremble <laughs> criers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The tremble one ones keep the mouth closed and they're kind of just like, yeah. but then, yeah, Draymond is like all just. I, I feel like when he cries, he needs a hug. You know, like somebody's yeah. got to hug Draymond and well, tell him. So does everybody good. when they cry or something. Not necessarily. It's a normal you know thing that people Some people are like, get off me, don't touch me. Yeah. But yeah. I don't want to hug Draymond Green. He's gross. Yeah. Well, he had a nice suit today. That's neither here nor there. It was a nice suit. All right, going to the next one. If you didn't watch much of the bubble the other day, Mr. Luka Doncic, who this producer believes has the body of the greatest YMCA player you'll ever see. <laughs> He did gain some weight before the bubble started, too, so 
19 assists during their win over the Bucks. It's got a lot of people talking about how this next-gen point guard might just be the gen right now. Hate it or love it, Luka Doncic in the next three years will overtake Steph Curry as being regarded as the best point guard in the NBA. Uh, love it. Um, what about Dame? About Dame? I was going to huh? say it's a general was, consensus. Steph Curry's the best player huh? in the NBA. Is it though? <laughs> is it though? Or is I, Steph the best shooter? I don't think Steph's the best point guard in the league. Okay. Yeah. I honestly, I think man, Damian Lillard <laughs> is the best point guard in the league. As if you're talking about what a point guard is supposed to be and lead his team, let's let's not forget about Chris Paul, who has this OKC team, who is not a good roster and firmly in the fifth, sixth spot uh, spot in the playoffs right now. Like they're they're pretty good, and Chris Paul is the reason, the main reason why. So. Let me adjust the question a little. Okay. How about, uh, hate it or love it, Luka Doncic will be considered the greatest point guard in the NBA in the next three years. I love it. Um, Man, you're talking about a six foot seven point guard. He's always been this kind of pudgy, like kind of, you know, kind of big body kid, but he's able to move with the best of them. He's able to get to the rim whenever he wants to. And the, the way he's passing the ball, the way he shoots the ball, honestly, there's not a hole in Luka's game. If you look at the type of player that he is, he's a, here's a kid that's been playing professionally since he was like 13, the youngest EuroLeague uh, MVP of all time. We got to think of some of the great players that came from the Euros. And since he's been in the NBA, he hasn't missed a beat. He's, whenever he's on the floor, man, that Dallas team is so much better uh, with him out there, man. He can do everything. He can shoot. He can drive. He can pass. He can defend. Luka Doncic out there. If he, and if he were able to shed some weight and just become a, a more chiseled version of himself, you're talking about not just the best point guard, but arguably the best player in the league. If he can get, if he can shed, shed some of that weight and become kind of slim. It took Giannis five years to become this hulking figure that he is. I'm not saying Luka is going to be that hulking figure, but is it crazy to believe that he comes back 20 pounds lighter and a little more cut up and then all of a sudden that's a guy that you can't stop six foot seven can dribble past you can shoot over you can finish with either hand at the rim and can pass please stop it i true guess or false luka don just looks like he smokes cigarettes true true yeah okay as true as true can get every night yes okay uh i'm gonna say love as well and my, the, the way i'm looking at it is very simple he's russell westbrook but he actually makes his team better um russell westbrook is a triple double machine who is also a ball hog and at the end of games takes too many shots and gets angry when he doesn't get the ball and it, and it actually winds up hurting his team. Luka Doncic does what Russell Westbrook does, but in a way that makes everyone else around him better. And watching that game against the Bucks yesterday, God, some of those passes, man. The one that I saw on Twitter constantly afterwards was the one where he was triple teamed in the paint and he threw a perfect pass to the three-point line that went through the arms of the defender that led to the open three. And it was like, oh, my God, and this is his second year. Uh, the other thing, too, and this is something that uh, I always view it as is uh, when I think of, like, the best player in a certain position, there's a certain kind of joy to his game when he plays that I think is really important if you're going to keep improving. Uh, you can take yourself really seriously, and you can be really, really intense, but if you have joy then you're going to – it, it, like, puts you on another, another level in my mind. Aw. Will playing. doesn't like it. That's a little it. too sappy for me. Um, <laughs> I think that – because he just loves being out there. He has so much fun. He rallies his team around that personality. It's fun to watch the Mavericks play. And um, I, I think that's going to help him get, get himself up there to the number one spot. So, you can yeah. tell he just loves to hoop. Man. Yep. I guess it's one of those – some dudes just like to – play basketball man you can tell Luka Doncic is one of those guys you should look it up there's a super cut of Luka Doncic's um uh from last year bench reactions to big plays from the Mavericks and every single time anybody does something really good 
He makes this face where he opens his mouth really wide, and then he just rolls his eyes up and down off the top of his head. It's infectious. He like looks it, like this. I mean, you, th- you, you, you think about some of these teams to take on the personality of, of their best player, and if it's a jovial kind of playful personality, yeah. then that team yeah. usually kind of follows suit. Everybody's having fun. All right, just finish this one up here. It's uh, involving a Florida man. Hmm. Always a Florida man. Always a Florida man. Your headline Florida man who survived gator bite. Well, he was attacked by a shark. (laughs) He was an experienced fisherman in the Keys, and he was looking for some lobster. Uh, Turns out that uh, he got himself bit by a gator and then attacked by a shark simultaneously. Not simultaneously, but one after the other. Right. They took turns. Yes, pretty much. They were brothers in arms. Um, So, hate it or love it. Well, actually, I'm just going to ask it this way. Would you rather be eaten to death by a shark or a gator? Oh, a oh shark. Gosh. A shark. 100% of the time. Really? Yeah, because the shark will kill you faster. Because, A, you're going to fit in the mouth of the shark completely. Now, hold on a second. I said a gator, not a crocodile. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. All right. I'm thinking, like, great white shark, right? Massive shark. Sure. You're going to you're gonna be eaten in one fell swoop. He might bite your leg off and be like, ooh, that's tasty. I'm going to come back for more. And then you're dead. The gator... The gator's going to chomp, and he's going to chomp, he's going to chomp, and he's going to keep chomping. And you're going to stay alive while you slowly get engulfed into his giant open chomp mouth. And uh, it's going to hurt way worse, and you're going to realize what's happening for way longer than if it was a shark. Also, if you're getting eaten by a shark, you're underwater, and maybe you drown before you die. The gator, you're probably not underwater. You might be, but you're probably in a shallow area. He might be up on the edge. You might be in a swamp. You might be able to hold on to some reeds to try to save yourself. It's going to be way too long of a death. The shark death's going to be way faster. Uh, the gator death's going to be really bad. Hot Man. take. Uh... Uh, probably shark, you know, again, uh, there's a lot of chewing that has to happen with the gator. We're both tall. If we were smaller, then I would probably go ahead mm. and say gator. But with the shark, point. also depends on how big the shark is. You know, if it's a, you know, there are, you know, smaller sharks that probably would take a little bit longer to eat you up. So you didn't really specify, is it, are we talking great whites? Because, yes, and that's getting, if that's the case. Because I'll be he didn't up. specify, I went with the great whites. It's yeah. an Atlantic saltwater hammerhead. I don't know what that means. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to say shark, sure. Shark. I mean, hammerheads are real. There is salt water in the Atlantic, although I don't know if hammerheads are in the Atlantic. So Will might have just had the correct shark right there. I- I'm sure Will. I'm sure Will definitely had the correct shark, but I'm definitely going to say. Okay, uh, Rashad wins because I. You let me know I had the right shark. There you go. I'm not going to fight you on that. All right. Well, Rashad gets to host the last segment. I did, in fact, have the right shark. Did you? I believe. Okay. All well, right. see, that's why you won because you believed him, and I just said, "Did you?" Uh, what do we got next, huh? Uh, coming up next, uh, more Shark Talk on the fan. Had to come through for the big win on Sunday. Good look, Will. Hey, you're, man, you came in the clutch with the shark take. Hey, man, you, you, you know your sharks, man. You know what I mean? That's, that's, that's all I can say. I'd like I mean, to think I know my sharks. I mean, I, are you a big fan of Shark Week? Atlantic Saltwater Hammerhead. Hammerhead shark. Now watch Mike spend like 30 minutes trying because I just made that up. <laughs> Hammerhead shark was the first thing that came up. Is it, it is. Is it real? Well, yeah, the hammerhead is real. Welcome. You know what a hammerhead asking, shark is. Please tell me the hammerhead was. Yeah, I'm asking <laughs> if if the Atlantic hammerhead that Will mentioned is a real. Thing. It's uh, very unique. No, it's not. Um, there is the winghead shark. These are all species of the hammerhead. The winghead. 
the scalloped bonnet head. <laughs> That's cool. The Carolina hammerhead. So maybe <laughs> that could be Atlantic saltwater. I love how that entertained Mike. Uh, scalloped cool. <laughs> hammerhead. There's the scoop head. Scoop head. The great hammerhead, the bonnet head, the small eye hammerhead, and the smooth hammerhead. Nice. <laughs> Damn, there's a lot of hammerheads. I like scalloped bonnet head, to be completely honest with you. <laughs> I've never heard of any of these shark and I don't I I've never watched Shark Week. It's never, also near threatened, by the way. So is it? Stop killing the scalloped bonnet I heads. People please. that love to hunt sharks and stuff though. I don't get it. But Unless I mean, they show me someone being eaten alive on Shark Week by a shark, I won't watch. Yeah, or like if I'm watching multiple sharks like eat stuff, like eat other yeah. sea creatures. Then Gang that up on cool. something. But that's never every time I've seen it, that's that's never the that's never Well it's also been what, how many years of Shark Week? Like are you just showing us the same stuff over and over again? Probably. That's why the, the shows in that realm, I'm not a big like animal show guy necessarily, but I loved Planet Earth and Blue Planet. Because Planet Earth was great. They really like it's not just focusing on one animal. It's like here is a region and then here's these cool stories of things that we never see normally or it took us a lot of time to film. And, like, Blue Planet was fascinating. The first, ep the second episode of Blue Planet, I think it was, or third, is the one where they go into the deep sea. And it's all these fish that are basically like L.A. gear shoes. They just light up constantly. And you're like, oh, my God. I'm scared of the, of the ocean. He's exists. scared of the deep sea. Like, there's so many things down. Like, it's, it's so deep that, man, there's places you can't go. Mm. Uh, we can't go any further than that, man. Like, are the... Are, Brains won't handle it. Like it, it's the pressure. The will pressure kill us. will kill you if you go too far. Like any place that's really the unknown. Like I'm cool on going to the to the deep sea, and I'm a I'm a I'm a good swimmer, hmm? but not like I'm, not I'm no Michael Phelps. You know, I'm no. a, I mean, it depends on where I am. Am I in the ocean? I'm a I'm an okay swimmer. Am I in a pool? I'm a great swimmer. Yeah, backstrokes and all that stuff. Hmm. But in the ocean, nah, I'm not doing that. Against you know, and I I, I get nervous, you know, and. And run out of air fast and need to come up. So I don't want to panic. But yeah, the ocean just it that's one of the things that scares the scares the hell it out of me. It does not man. really scare me that much. Yeah, it scares the I'm hell out of me. I'm fascinated by the deep sea. Like I think it's it's like I'm I mean, I'm fascinated by space too. I guess I, I'm really curious about the unknown of like, man, it's just so much that we don't know. Just to have any information about it at all, you're like, Oh, that's really cool. Like, oh, I really like that information. That's why like Blue Planet, when they showed the, the light up fish, I was like, This is real? Like these these fish just light up constantly because it's so dark that that's how they like show where they are. Where you got the creepy fish that has the light hanging from its head that he uses it as bait. Yeah, like on like, Finding Nemo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that's a real fish. Yeah, it's like yeah, on Finding Nemo, and in real life. Well, well also and in on, Finding Nemo. In real life today, <laughs> the Blazers are going to play the the Seventy Sixers at three thirty on NBA TV. Unless you have Direct TV, which I do, in which case I will not be able to watch. The Blazers, so I'll have to find somewhere to watch it. Well, it means you can the watch it on thing. NBA TV, right? No, I can't. They will be blacked out on NBA TV, uh. which is the corniest thing in the world. However, the Blazers do have to play with or without me watching, and uh, I'm curious to get your um, insights on what you think is going to happen in, in today's game. I mean, they have to win, and knowing this team and knowing Damian Lillard, I think they will win. I think they will win... Probably, I shouldn't say pretty handily because all their games have been pretty close, but I kind of view this as maybe like a 10-point win. It's one of those, like, look, we really messed up yesterday. We had a chance to really lock it, lock this up. And uh, instead, now we got to win our last three games. I think you're going to see Lillard come out and score like 45 today. I think he's going to have to. I mean, I think he's going to have to. I uh, I think somebody else besides, obviously, Dame and CJ have to come and play today. We've seen Gary Trent play really well 
We've seen Carmelo Anthony in, what, three of these five games play really, really well. Uh, I think now we have to see something from the Blazer bench. This is the game today where these guys, the Simons and Whitesides, are ha- they have to come in and they have to play uh, significant minutes because we got to prove that we're a deeper team than than the Sixer team. Uh, we just proved that you're not as good a team as the team that you should have beat yesterday because you had an opportunity to beat the Clippers. But now, you know, do it we'll again. You'll do it again, except don't do it again. Well, yeah, do it again better. Be better this time. Be better. So Do better. So three three thirty. That's on NBA TV, or unless you have Directv, you have to figure it out. Also on NBC, SNNW, if you want to watch it that way. Yes, it is. All right, that's gonna do it for us today. I'm gonna to be out the next couple weekends, so you'll uh, you'll hear Rashad and Joe, and maybe some guest hosts if he brings anybody in. He's done that in the past. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll be back in a couple of weeks, and uh, we will keep talking sports. Maybe, maybe football will be starting soon. Fingers crossed. Or maybe, just maybe, we won't have any football at all. Which but is we'll fine find too. out. Uh, I'll, uh, I'd love to talk about the Yankees, though. Yeah, sure. And maybe we the Blazers will be playing the Lakers by then. I don't know. Yeah, we can do that. I'll be back in a couple of weeks, but the show will be back next week, 9 to 11 a.m. Rashad Joe, have a very good rest of your Sunday. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.